What up, what up, what up? What's going on, family and friends? Everyone out there in podcast land. My name is Day Smith. Yes, that's D A Y S M I to the double F Smith. Yes, sir. And this is Tough Conversations Podcast, the podcast where me and my guests discuss tough topics from different points of view to understand the issues at large. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can follow us on Instagram at Tough Talk underscore PDT. Yes, that's Tough Talk underscore pdt to interact with us in our weekly polls and to get more information on the guests that i'll have on during the season hey yo what's going on party people listen happy to be here with y'all once again for another episode this is uh episode five of tough conversations podcast last uh week or two weeks ago we celebrated episode four with the beautiful, the elegant, the just insightful Courtney Talley. Shout out to Courtney for being on the show um, for our fourth episode of Tough Conversations podcast. She stopped by to talk about mental health and therapy and about the the misconceptions of, of mental health and therapy and what you need to do or look for in finding a good therapist. So, Big shout out to her for stopping by. She was a wealth of knowledge. Don't forget, if you haven't checked out that episode yet and you're listening to this episode right now, you wrong. (laughs) Like Biggie said, you're dead wrong. But go check out that last episode of Tough Conversations Podcast. Go do that for me right now. Don't even finish this episode without going to go listen to that episode. Big, huge thank you to all the support that we got on that episode. The first day it came out, it was like notifications was blowing up. Um, uh, as statistics is involved. So really just thank y'all for showing love to that episode for, you know, sharing it and all those things. So I'm really excited about this fifth episode. Although I don't have a a guest on today, I'm happy to just be bringing y'all good information. So once again, thank y'all as always for all y'all continued support and for just being great people, you know, stopping by and having these tough conversations with the family, you know? Um, but to move on, as y'all already know, um, I like to, before I get into the topic of the day, actually getting into the topic of the day, uh, today's topic is about setting boundaries and, uh, it's called the defining line. And I really want to talk about this because it's a topic that we all at times struggle with, whether it's with family, whether it's with, um, other loved ones, whether it's with work whether it's with significant others, whether it's with, you know, just ourselves, setting boundaries with ourselves. Um, and I know people looking like, what, you can set boundaries with yourself? Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about that today. So we're going to get into setting boundaries and what that means and what that looks like and just get into all of that. Um, I, I was real ghetto this this past week and I didn't write. Usually I put everything down in a um on my notes in my iPad, um, kind of cut down on the noise and stuff in the background. That way y'all don't hear me like, cause I'm a writer. If anybody knows me, they know I'm a writer. Um, I, I like typing. It's cool and all, but I'm really a writer cause I feel like ideas flow more when you're writing. So I wrote a lot of the stuff I wanted to say during this podcast today on paper. So if you hear a bunch of little, you know, rustling and all that stuff, that's just, you know, that's my ideas. That's what we're going to call it on this episode. That's my ideas. If you hear this, 
that's my ideas. <laughs> so, um, but before we get into our first, uh, before we get into our topic for today, I just want to uh, give a huge shout out to, first of all, Pro Kingdom Clothing. Um, if you guys have not tuned into my Instagram page, please go check out Pro Kingdom Clothing. If you are of the Christian faith and you believe in Christ, you believe in the kingdom of Christ, go check out Pro Kingdom Apparel. Sorry, I messed that up first. Check out Pro Kingdom Apparel. Pro Kingdom Apparel is about to blow up. I'm going to just put that out there and not even because I'm, you know, I'm partially behind it. But, you know, pro, go check out Pro Kingdom Apparel. If y'all checked out my last episode on YouTube where I was with Courtney, um, y'all would have seen one of the shirts that we have. So check out Pro Kingdom clothing or apparel. I'm going to say that. I'm going to keep messing that up. Yep, I'm going to keep messing that up. <laughs> uh, so check that out. I want to give a shout out to HyperX. Checking out this microphone right now. The, the one, two, three. <laughs> That's what y'all hear right now. So shout out to HyperX on the microphone. Um, if you're a video game streamer or you're a podcast host, um, I highly encourage you. I know everybody is big on road. Everybody's big on road. And what's the other one? Um, uh, I want to say it's sure. Sure microphones. Uh, listen, I get it. Sure microphones is hype, okay? But I'm, I'm going to have to put HyperX on, on the map, all right? They was already on the map for real. But I like their mics, man. This thing is nice, yo. So shout out to HyperX for the microphone. And I want to send a big shout out to Soundcore by Anchor, uh, A-A-K-E-R. Uh, shout out to them for the headphones because these headphones are probably some of my favorite. I've had these for about going on two or three years now, and they have not failed me yet. So... Shout out to Soundcore by Anchor for the headphones. And now let's get into our first segment of the day, which is, as you all know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while. But if you don't know, we do a segment every podcast called Post of the Week. And that's just where I find a controversial post or a person that I feel is controversial. And we sit back and we talk about it. So this week... I found a pretty good post that I felt was very controversial and not in like a bad controversial, but like a, a post that, you know, wanted more thought or wanted more discussion, was very open to discussion. So I'm going to read it and, you know, we just going to discuss it or I'm going to just discuss it. We, huh? Uh, so it says that closure is a scam, accept what they did and move on. So that post was very, um, very simple, but it says so much because I guess it's really how you interpret that. You know, I don't always feel that closure is necessarily a scam. It can be at times, but it's not always a scam. Sometimes you can get closure and be okay after the situation and not be manipulated in the end or you know, the new word that we all use is gaslighting. Sometimes gaslighting comes from trying to get closure too, but I feel as if closure can sometimes be healthy, but just as the post said, sometimes closure is not all that necessary. Sometimes you can just walk away from a situation and you just need to walk away from a situation, accept what happened and just move on. Because going back to get closure isn't going to do anything for you. Um, it might just end up doing more to you. I'm going to say that one more time. Going back to get closure sometimes won't do much for you, but it'll end up doing much to you 
in the end. So what I mean by that is oftentimes you will be okay. And a lot of times we feel like, no, I need to get clarity because that's what I deserve. And that's what I need. Um, what you deserve and what you need are like wants and needs. Like we often feel that we deserve things because we want those things, not because we need those things, because if you don't get closure, um, well, it feel like in the short term that your mental health or something like that of that nature is going to be messed up. Yeah. Well, let's admit it. We all human here. We're going to feel that like we need that for our mental. We need to know what happened. We need to know what wrong, but really the necessity and all that is that you need to just walk away. If the situation is that bad between you and these two parties, whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be coworkers, whether it be just your job, you just need to walk away. That's what you need to do. So that's what you really deserve. But you feel like you deserve this response for this person that ultimately not might not be exactly what you're looking for. Because a lot of times when we go looking for clothes, we're looking for a certain thing. And we can all, you know, sit back and lie to ourselves and say that, you know, and I say us because I fall in, I fall into these same categories too sometimes that we can all sit back and lie to ourselves and say that, no, we just want to know what the other person thinking. No, we're looking for a specific, we're looking for a specific thing to come out of this. We're looking for a specific uh, reason. We're looking for a specific like word to be said or, or whatever, the, or whatever the case may be. So that we can feel fulfilled. But honestly, the biggest fulfillment is being able to walk away and say that, you know what? I still got everything all together upstairs. Like my mental health is still good because sometimes you might go back and the very thing that you thought you was looking for that you needed so much. Um, it's not it's not it wasn't really worth it. It wasn't worth going back. Sometimes you leave more confused in the end than you did when you was first leaving, like when you should have just left before. So it's important that you understand what situations need closure. And honestly, what situations just need you to walk away or you just need the other person to walk away. Like, and we all have to be self-aware or conscientious of the fact that, you know, sometimes the closure that we get from people just ain't worth it or it is worth it. Um, it's a lot of situations that I had to walk away in life from, that I wish I had a got closure back, but now that I look back on, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just glad I left out of it. Um, because there's times where I went back to go get closure and I was way more confused. And the other person was too. than when we first like was leaving each other. And so, and that's just what like relationships with friendships, all that, like, and that's plays into setting those boundaries too that we're going to talk about today. It's just, you know, when it comes to closure and maybe I'm, I'm going to do a whole episode about closure, but when it comes to closure, it's really just important that you, um, really think about what's necessary. Is that closure necessary to move on with the rest of your life? Or do you feel like, like, you can have that type of conversation with whoever you're talking to, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, uh, uh, family members, whoever. And if that closure is just too, will be too volatile for any good to come out of it, then you just need to walk away. So that is 
my uh, thoughts on that particular post of the week. Uh, let me know what y'all think about that post. Um, once again, it said that closure is a scam, except what they did and move on. Let me know what y'all think in the comments. Let me know what y'all think. Uh, when y'all follow me on Instagram, send me a, send me a message or I might just post that as, as one of the, uh, um, as one of the posts during the week. And I just want to get y'all feedback on it. So y'all let me know. Do y'all think that uh, closure is a scam? And what do you think needs to be done in lieu of getting closure? Um, so, yeah. So get into our topic for the day. Um, I know that was a bit long explanation on that particular post, but I just thought it was necessary to get that greater understanding, you know. Um, but getting into our post today, boundaries, the defining line. <laughs> so... Boundaries is, is a is a funny thing because we often use boundaries very loosely, um, and boundaries are much more than the loose definition that we give it. Boundaries have many have although have many def definitions, they also have many applications in our lives. And so, when we talk about boundaries, first of all, the thing we want to understand is that what is a boundary? That's what we want to understand first, and so. With the many definitions that we come up with, we can go with the, the new Oxford Dictionary um, definition of boundaries, which is uh, to uh, a limit or an edge. Um, but really, when we talk about boundaries, we're talking about a barrier between one thing and another or setting, like the dictionary says, a limit between those things or an edge to those things. You know, we think about boundary waters or we think about just, you know, um, uh, just the boundaries in general. You know, there are they are setting a limit between where we can go and where another thing can go. You know what I'm saying? So um, when we talk about boundaries, that's something to keep in mind. Like, what are they? Because when we know what a boundary is, we know how to better implement them into our lives. And so one thing that I thought about during this week while I was thinking about this episode was there are three, there are more than three, but I'm going to focus on three boundaries or types of boundaries. So the first boundary is physical. We have physical boundaries. Uh, we have physical boundaries with our friends. We have physical boundaries with our significant others. We have physical boundaries with ourselves. Whether we know it or not, physical boundaries are necessary. They are important. They are the thing that helps us um, understand that, you know what, this I can't go to this place. I can't you know, put myself in this type of situation. I can't put my, you know, I can't physically do, you know, this thing because that's my physical boundary. Uh, when we think about our social bubble, like I'm a big person. I hate when people, number one, stand behind me. Um, and I cannot stand when people talk super close to me. Like I have a boundary of how far you can come close to me when talking to me and that's just me like um and it's, it's situations in my life that have made me that way but that's my boundary like your social bubble is your boundary like that's the limit to where you're going to let people come in in order to have a conversation with you or say something to you and it's just you know you know when you think about just different 
cultures and things of that nature, like everybody has their their boundary or their, you know, social bubble, as we call it. But it's technically a boundary to where they like to talk to people. You know, some some cultures talk closer than others. You know, I think in the more westernized culture of of America, you know, we tend to kind of give one another a space depending on who you are, <laughs> depending on how long you've been in the United States, we tend to give each other our own, you know, personal space when talking to each other. You know, you don't want to get too close to people, have your spit juices and <laughs> all that stuff, you know, running off on them or something. But, um, so that's what I mean by physical boundaries, you know, things of that nature. Um, Keeping those types of things in mind when we talk about boundaries. Now, that may not be applicable in your life because you might not really think about, you know, physical boundaries or things of that nature. Um, Another, I I guess for another example of physical boundaries is like touching. Like, you know, I know a lot of women say this. They cannot stand when people just like randomly like just come up and touch their hair because their hair look good. That's a physical boundary because number one. It's rude and disrespectful to just walk up to anybody without even asking, like, no matter if you know the person, like, without even asking, just touch their hair or touch their head or just touch them in general. So physical boundaries, like being conscientious of physical boundaries is 100% necessary in all walks of life. Like any female that I know, I will like. If her hair is looking a certain t- type of way, or it's looking super good, whatever the case may be, I'm going to ask first, like, hey, can I touch your hair? That's, you know, I like your hair the way it's looking right now, yada, yada, so on and so forth. But I'm not just going to walk up to them. And even my friends, like even my bros, like I'm not going to walk up to them and just like, like, and as brotherly as we are, just like, you know, like randomly just get them a hug or something like that. Like, you know, I'm going to be like, hey, bro, you know, hey, <laughs> you know. I'm going to give that gesture first that I want to give them that hug. But, you know, I'm, you know, being conscientious of people's physical boundaries because you just never know. You know, you can have somebody that you're friends with for a long time. And like, you know, maybe today is the day that they really don't want to be like, you know, too touchy feely or too, you know, all that stuff. You know, you have to be aware of that. And a lot of us get um, get, you know, this this linear thought that oh man this person acted fake they just acting like this no like you know people have their days where they just like don't want to be touched sometimes people have days where they just don't want to you know people to be in a bubble and you have to respect that because we all have those days whether you realize it or not we have those days like those days where we just don't want to be you know (laughs) we don't want to be touched or we don't want to you know just be you know in a social People would be in our social bubble. So we have to be thoughtful of that. The second uh, type of boundary is emotional. Emotional boundaries. When we talk about emotional boundaries, we're talking about uh, boundaries where we allow our emotions to override our better judgment. Or we allow our emotions to get so involved into a... Uh, a situation that there's no coming back from it and that can be a lot to unpack Um, but the the simplest way i can put it is when we talk about emotional boundaries it's how far are we allowing or are we going to allow ourselves to 
get involved into this situation? How far are we going to let our emotions take our actions? How far are we going to let our emotions play a part in this particular situation? Now, I always say this, and I know uh, <laughs> if anybody uh, knows me, I say this, but and I really need to stop saying it, but I, I don't consider myself too much of an emotional person, but I really had to stop saying that because, you know, we think it, as men, we think of emotions as like crying and being sad and all this, this, this other stuff, but anger is an emotion. Uh, uh, um, what else? Anger, anger is an emotion. Um, what's the other one I'm looking for? <laughs> I just had it too, but I'm gonna just stick with anger for right now for the sake of timeliness. But anger is an emotion and we show anger a lot when we, you know, get mad at certain things. That's the other one I was talking about. Getting mad and anger. Oh Lord. So, uh, so anger is an emotion that we choose on a regular basis. But when we think about being sad or crying or things of that nation, things of that nature, um, we push that aside and just be like, well, you know, I'm not an emotional person, but you get mad all the time. So, <laughs> so how that work? I'm, you're not an emotional person, but you get mad a lot. Fam, what we doing here? <laughs> so, uh, I had to really stop myself from saying that all the time because, um, that's like, those are still emotions, whether I like to think of them or not, they still play a factor in the grand scheme of emotions. So setting those boundaries to how much you allow yourself to get mad, how much you allow yourself to get upset at things, how much, how much you allow yourself to, um, you know, cry about certain things or or feel sad about certain things you got to set those boundaries because that ultimately uh encapsulates whatever situation that you're in and it overwhelms the situation to uh make you not choose good judgment in those situations we've all been in a place where we could have done better or handled the situation better but our emotions got the best of us and because we didn't have emotional boundaries, we ended up flipping out or doing something that we shouldn't have in that situation. So, or saying things in that situation before I really got involved into communication um, and trying to be a better communicator. I used to handle situations, especially when it came to my relationships in the worst fashion ever. And if any of my exes or people I've, I've, I've dated in the past are listening, they will tell you. And I, and like, I can be honest about this stuff now because, um, it's a living truth. Um, but I, the way I used to handle situations in the past was very piss poor. Like, um, did he just say that? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> and the way I used to handle things in the past, you know, I didn't have those emotional boundaries. So I was like, anytime somebody tried to check me about something, like I was instantly mad. That's it. That's all I knew was just to be mad. But when I started to really think about and set emotional boundaries, I was able to better handle those situations for the future. Um, and so emotional boundaries, something that we all need to work on. We all need to work on even me. Like I'm talking up here and you know, y'all are listening, but I'm no different from y'all when it comes to that, because I can, 
I can make an emotional boundary mistake tomorrow, heck today, and still, um, and still be, you know, in the same position that y'all in. So please don't ever think that the advice or the conversation is not in lieu of me. I'm, I'm included in this conversation too. That's why I use a lot of us and our, um, in, in my, in my speech. So, uh, so that's emotional boundaries. The last boundary we're going to talk about is mental or the psychological boundaries. And, and that one can be a lot to unpack as well as emotional boundaries. But the thing I want really all of us to think about is that when we talk about mental or psychological boundaries, it's where we allow our minds to take us, where we allow our minds to sit on a situation. How how long do we allow our minds to sit on the situation? How long do we think about a certain situation? And how long do we let certain situations affect our minds? Those are the questions that we need to ask ourselves when we think about those boundaries. And then when we implement mental uh, boundaries, it's, you know what? I'm not going to let this person get on my nerves today. I'm not going to let this, what this person say to me, you know, even roll around in my brain. Like it's friends that I have and that say certain things to me. And I just be like, you know what? I'm not even going to let that person because I know that this person is a good person, but sometimes they, they make not so good decisions or they say not so good things. So I am mentally not going to let that person, you know, affect me the way they think they're going to affect me mentally. And I'm going to draw the line. I'm going to draw the line between what I let them them say and how I let that make me feel or how I let that make that, how I internalize that. And that's really what I wanted to get at is that our internalization of certain things. Sometimes we can just allow things to like sit on our minds for forever and we just keep rolling around in our head, keep rolling around in our head. Like, man, you know, why would this person say this? Like, sometimes we just got to put it out your mind and don't even let it stay there. And that's, you know, setting that mental boundary, setting that mental boundary to be like, you know what? Um, my coworker said X, Y, and Z about me, or I heard my coworker say this, that, and a third about me, or I heard this gossip about me, or I heard this gossip about somebody else, but you know what? I'm not even going to let that sit in my mind. And, and, and that's huge. That's huge. Cause how many times do we allow the things that people say about other people? Or we allow gossip or we allow, um, and don't be too proud to say that you, do, that you don't, or don't be, yeah, don't be too proud to say that you do or you don't. I don't know how I'm trying to flip that, <laughs> but don't be too proud to say that. Yes, I do that from time to time um, because it's okay. It's okay. We all, we all do it, but it's having that mental boundary to say, you know what? I'm not going to let that sit on my mind. I'm not going to let these things, you know, um, even have the time of day because it's not worth your mental thought or your psychological thought to even sit on those things. Once again, just like when we talked about with closure, sometimes you just got to move on. But when you don't set those boundaries, you get stuck in that same thought of, you know, 
oh, this person said this. So you just, you know, that's what you always thinking about. Oh, this person said that. Or this, you know, this thing happened. So it's just constantly on my, no, sometimes it's just got to let them things go. So those were the three types of boundaries that I felt were necessary to talk about. And so when we talk about those types of boundaries, then we have to talk about implementing those boundaries or setting the stage for those boundaries to have their place. And so I was doing some research this week on boundaries. And as y'all know, you know, I like to cite my sources. So (laughs) I like to uh, uh, cite my sources. And um, I was reading a website called positivepsychology.com. And it talks about setting boundaries, both physical, emotional, and verbal, and things of that nature. So um, I picked apart three things, and really it's two, but the third one kind of, um, it's it's kind of like a two for, it's two for one type of thing. But um, these are the vital things that I pulled from this research that I felt could help us all in terms of uh, setting boundaries. So the first one is being, first of all, self-aware. And what does that mean? So being self-aware of the fact that, number one, a boundary needs to be set, whether it's with your family, whether it's with your friends, whether it's with your coworkers, whether it's with your manager, whoever the case may be. Like, recognizing that a boundary needs to be set is sometimes the hardest thing to do because, or one of the hardest things to do. Actually, I will put it on the top of the list and say that it is the hardest thing to do because a lot of times we just think that we're going with the flow. We hear that a lot. Oh, I'm just going with the flow of things. I'm just going with the flow. I'm just going with the flow. But you have to be self-aware, self-aware of the fact that you need to set a boundary. You need to implement a boundary in your life for this person. I'm going to just use the relationship aspect because I feel like that's just, you know, what we come on here to know. I'm going to use two examples, but the first one I'm going to talk about is the relationship. So when you're in the dating realm, it's important to set a boundary on, you know, how far you let things go. I'm going to pause real quick because that's, that's, I'm I'm pausing for me. (laughs) So it's important to let, to set a boundary on how far you let things go. You know, how far, are you going to be okay with certain things? How far are you going to let things get to a certain level? How far are you going to, you know, let things get to a certain place? And when those boundaries are crossed, you have to be self-aware to know that, okay, that's it. This can't go no further. Like this is done. And for me, I can say from for from experience that I've been in a place where I've crossed boundaries um, and it it has ruined the the future of a relationship. It has ruined the the future of friendships. It has ruined the future of just working relationships with people. By not being able to set those boundaries. And I know y'all thinking like, dang, what he just said? Yeah, man. I keep it real, bro. Like, I have to, like, I, I can't preach the fact that, you know, keeping it real with yourself is important if if I'm not walking in it. You feel what I'm saying? So, yes, there have been times where I crossed boundaries, even more recently, 
um, where I crossed boundaries and I shouldn't have, but by crossing those boundaries, it made things go in a very sour direction from friendships to, uh, relationships to potential relationships to business relationships. But I now recognize how important it is to keep those boundaries and to adhere to those boundaries because they're in place for a reason. We always think boundaries is like to separate us from the thing we want so badly because we feel like it's good for us. But sometimes boundaries are set because you ain't ready for that right now. Ooh, I'm going to say that one more time. Hold up. <laughs> Boundaries are set not to hinder us from what we feel like is good, but it's to set us back from the thing that we're not ready for, for right now. So we have to adhere to those boundaries to be conscientiously aware, self-aware of the fact that we need to see this situation from a 360 degree, not just 90 degrees. So listen, that was a mouthful, but that man, that, that listen, I'm a, I'm hype off that one. I'm a, I'm a hold on to, <laughs> I'm a clip that part, <laughs> but seriously, like, man, that was a revelation right there. I'm gonna hold on to that. But Seriously, being self-aware of the fact that you need to implement boundaries and being self-aware of the fact that there are boundaries in place for you, don't overstep those boundaries. I'm going to tell y'all from experience, don't overstep those boundaries. When it comes to work-life balance, that's a boundary in and of itself because it's you allowing your work and your home life to not affect one another. A lot of times, We've all worked with coworkers who take work home and who take home to work. Um, they in the office talking about their family and, and 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 you know what's going on in their life, and that's okay to a certain extent sometimes. But when it gets overwhelmingly too much for the workplace, you have to set a boundary between the two. Um, you have to be able to set a boundary between the fact that you don't bring work home, like, and I don't mean like working from home. I mean like like your boss yelled at you because you know you didn't stack this paper right um and so now you at home yelling at your wife for your significant other because you know she didn't stack the dishes right like like just like that i laugh but in all seriousness setting those boundaries between the two because you already set a boundary daily when you whether whether you know it or not between home and work and it's called the commute y'all didn't even think about that I'm going I'm to I'm work it out for you real quick. When you go home, from, if you go to work from home, uh, when you are on your commute to work, that's a boundary. Because you don't, you don't walk out your door and go into work. You get into your car, you catch a bus, you, you catch a Uber, whatever the case may be. And so that commute between work and home is a boundary for you to let that stuff go, put that stuff outside of your mind, whatever happened at either one of those places, whether it happened at work or home, that's the time for you to let those things go, analyze the situation and 
go into the, either of those two places with a different attitude. But a lot of times we don't think of things that way because we're too busy wanting to carry our own thoughts into the next situation. And oftentimes that's selfish because then we put ourselves in a place where we have people in these one or two places dealing with the thing that they weren't even around for. Your coworker wasn't around for when you and your wife was going off on each other. So why do they have to pay for that? Your wife wasn't around when your boss was going off on you. So why does she have to pay for that? So those are the things that we think about when we talk about being self-aware of setting boundaries or that a boundary needs to be implemented. Next is communication. Now y'all know me. I'm going to talk about communication all day because that's, um, that's just my my favorite thing to talk about, really, when it comes to anything like communication, 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 like communication is so key because it's the line that often gets like deleted. We feel like we can do so much like physical, physically separating ourselves from a situation or physically not talking to a person, but do you know that when you don't communicate, you are still communicating? I'm going to let that marinate. When you're not communicating, you're still communicating. So communication is all around us. It's in everything mostly that we do. And so when we talk about communicating, um, in communication, we talk about, um, especially on the schoolhouse side, we talk about three things, really four, but I'm going to leave the fourth thing out of here. And it's being clear, complete, and concise. When we talk about communicating, um, especially from the writer's realm, um, being clear with your message is important because it leaves out any way of confusion. It leaves out of the way any misconceptions. Um, that people can throw out. So being clear in your message when you communicate, when you communicate to somebody that you're setting a boundary or that you need to set, an about, uh, set a boundary or when you communicate with yourself, like make that clear. Make that clear like, hey, I'm not doing this. Uh, hey, I'm not going here. Hey, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Hey, I need y'all to understand that, you know, I love y'all, but I don't do this no more. Or, hey, I need y'all to understand that, you know, I need to go home because I'm not doing well mentally. Hey, I need y'all to understand that, you know, X, Y, and Z. Being clear about your communication, about setting boundaries is highly important. Being complete. When you develop the thought to be clear, when you develop the, the thought to say, um what you need to say in setting your boundary with yourself or um, with others, be complete, feel complete. You want to feel complete because you don't want to feel like you missed out on saying anything. You don't want to feel like you missed out on doing anything. And so it's important that you are complete in what you say. It's important that you're complete in how you present this. You don't want to give off, you know, half, half of the story or half of, you know, this, that leave people wondering and things of that nature. Be complete. Um, the next thing is concise. Be concise. Listen, you ain't got to write a four page letter. <laughs> you don't. You ain't got to write nobody in a four page letter about how you need to be uh, 
how you need to set a boundary. Although, I mean, I guess you could. I mean, if that's, you know, I'm a writer myself. I'm, uh, I love writing. Anybody who knows, you know, me, they know I'm a writer. But I, a lot of things I don't like, I can keep it short. You can, you can get this one, one to two sentences and it can say all that I feel like I need to say. Or you can get this one paragraph, you know, not in text message form because we know how that is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you don't have to, you know, write out this long uh, encyclopedia of, you know, why you need to set this boundary. Nobody's asking for that. But you just need to make sure that when you're being clear and complete in your communication, that then will cause you to be concise. And so you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to uh, make this long drawn out speech about, you know, why it's important that you set a boundary. No, you don't have to do all that. So that's another thing. And then the last thing I want to say is that you have to be assertive. Sometimes people only understand your way of thought is if you are assertive because a lot of people are not going to take you seriously when, or I won't say a lot, but maybe some, some people won't take you seriously when you're, you know, being very light, um, in your speech. So you have to be assertive and, and, and being assertive means standing firm on what you believe on your emotions and on your priorities. So, when you feel that it's necessary for you to uh, um, put implement those boundaries and state your boundaries, you got to be assertive and say, hey, listen, this is how things are going to go. And this is how I like I need things to go. It's not that I want them to go this way, but I need them to go go this way or I need for this boundary to be set in place between us. I need this boundary to be set in place between myself and this other thing. Whatever the case may be, you have to be assertive. Got to stand on what you believe. Stand firm on it. Not stand lightly on it. You got to stand firm on it. And your emotions and things that you prioritize in your life. Stand firm on those things. You got priorities in your life. You know, whether it be a job, career, family, whatever the case may be. Um... Standing firm on those things and being assertive about those things when it comes to things that are opposite from them and you have to set boundaries between them, you like it makes the situation and your situation a whole lot better. It alleviates a headache. So really think about that when it comes to setting boundaries. Um, And so with setting boundaries, there comes the after effects and the after effects of setting boundaries can sometimes be a lot emotionally, physically, and, and just all around because a lot of times when we set boundaries, we often get to feelings of resentment, uh, uneasiness or neglect. So when we talk about resentment, we sometimes resent the fact that, or we can resent the fact that we have to set a boundary because uh, how it makes the other person feel. And when you are a, a, a giver of feelings, when you're a giver of emotion, it's sometimes hard to not feel that way, especially when you want, when you're a people pleaser. That's what I'm trying to say. When you're a people pleaser, it's sometimes hard to implement boundaries. So all my people pleasers out there, listen, 
I'm speaking to you. <laughs> um, resentment is something that you're going to go through. Resentment and the fact that, you know, you have to put boundaries between you and this person, between you and this significant other, between you and your job, between you and your career. When you have to put boundaries, it's not going to feel good in the short term. But in the long run, you are going to feel a lot better about yourself. And I know what y'all are thinking, you know, man, it's not about me, but it is. At some point, it has to be about you. And if you don't put you first, you can't expect others to do the same thing because that's how we got here in the first place, ain't it? That's how we got to talking about boundaries in the first place, ain't it? So with that resentment, I want you to know that although you may feel that resentment, eventually that will subside. In the short term, it doesn't look like it, but you have to know that if you keep running this race, you're going to have to keep setting boundaries. And if you don't set them now, it's going to be harder for you to set them later. So in the early on parts of your life, and you're never too old to stop setting boundaries, it's important that you do so. When you get those uneasy feelings or those feelings of sadness, it's important for you to know that that is going to go away. Yeah, the initial hurt is going to be there because, you know, maybe this is a significant other that you felt compelled to, um, like, be there for. But now you have to set boundaries because it's just weighing on you too much. Yeah, you're going to feel the initial feelings of uneasiness and sadness. But once everything is said and done, and as time goes on, you're going to eventually, those feelings are going to go away. And they will. People say that, you know, time heals all wounds is a cliche, and it doesn't really work. But I can tell you that I've been through some things in my life in the past that I was like, dang, I ain't never going to get over this thing. And I'm a much better person today for it. Now, a lot of that is or attributed to the grace of God. But I said those very same things you're saying right now. And it's okay. It's okay. Uh, and neglect. You might feel like you're neglecting this person because you have to set boundaries. But, and they may make you feel like you're neglecting them because you're setting a boundary. But it's important for you to realize the greater meaning of the reason why you're setting these boundaries. Because at some point, you got to this place where a boundary needed to be set. And so when you understand that, you stay in the realm of the purpose as to why you need to set this boundary. So don't let neglect or the thought of you're neglecting this person make you feel like you're a bad person. You're not. You're actually a great person because you're more self-aware of the fact that a boundary needs to be set. So those after effects, they're going to come, but you have to be willing to understand the fact that they're going to come, but they're going to go just as much. They may not go as fast as they not. They may not go as fast as they came, but they will eventually go away. And so 
I asked a question this week about what are some boundaries that people set in their lives. And I got some uh, really great, really great questions or really great answers. I'm sorry. I got some really great answers. What are some boundaries that people set in their lives? And so I want to read out a few of them today. Um, so one person said, letting people borrow money that you can afford to lose if they don't repay you back. That's a good boundary to set because a lot of times we do have people in our lives that we are so used to loaning money to or giving money to and we don't have it. But the boundary that needs to be set or implemented in your life is the fact that if you are okay with losing that money and you know it's not going to be no sweat off your back, then that's a great boundary for you to, to put into place. Because when you give people your last, they probably don't understand the fact that this is probably your last. And if you're a good, kind-hearted, caring person, you're not going to let them feel or even know that what I just gave you was my last, was like my very last. Like, man, you asked me for $25 and all I had was $25. But because of the kindness of your heart and how much of a caring person that you are, you put yourself out of the way and put this person above those things. And so implementing a boundary in that re regards is extremely necessary. Another, another commenter wrote that, uh, do not provide me with opinions. Uh, don't provide me with opinions you have on my life choices. That can be also a very good boundary as well. Um, a lot of times we feel like our opinions, and that's the thing I talked, uh, probably episode three about people's opinions. Um, a lot of times we feel the need to put our opinions on people's lives because, um, you know, we fit, we see them going in a place or in a direction that, you know, we once went in and sometimes it's okay to give people your opinion, but when it's sometimes not even how you give it or what opinion that you're giving, but it's how you give it. We can be very malicious in the way that we give our feedback on people's lives and the way we give our thoughts on people's lives. So it's important for us to draw boundaries into how we allow people to, you know, feel like their opinion um, is going to change things. And as as we all have our own opinion of the way people do things or how people do things, we have to understand that our opinion is of our own. Our opinion is not, and I repeat, our opinion is not going to change that person's situation right then and there. Sometimes our opinion is just a seed planted and you have to be able to walk away and let that seed blossom into greater understanding. But when we plant that seed, we have to be, gentle about the way we plant that seed or we have to be gentle with our opinions of the way people do things the way people think about things how people uh what people are doing that may be destructive in their lives uh we have to be conscientious of those things because sometimes we can get to a place where we feel so um so high and mighty um in a sense that we feel like just everybody wants to hear our opinion. And I can tell you 100% for certain, not everybody cares about your opinion. And this has come from a person who has many opinions about many things. I know social media has made us feel like, you know, 
oh, everybody just want to hear my opinion. No, that is not true. In the real world, as Paramore said, <laughs> uh, in the real world, people don't care about your opinion. It may seem like they do on social media, but that's not that's not always true. <laughs> so uh, keeping that in mind, um, another commenter posted that don't call me every day asking for money. Don't just talk to me just to get some money from me. That's true too. So implementing the, a boundary in that area is what you have like what you have to do. We all got friends, family members who only call us um because they want something. I know, hey, how you doing? Um is you all right? Is the kids all right? Is the family good? Your how your mama and them, how how your brother and them uh <laughs> um there's it's none of that. It's just Hey bro, you got that forty dollars? <laughs> hey bro, can I hand, can I hold? Hey man, I know I just called you, but no, hey, first of all, <laughs> good morning. How you <laughs> how you doing? Uh, so it's none of that, and we have to implement boundaries to say, you know what? Number one, that's where the assertive boundary comes in. Like, hey bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. I noticed that. Or, hey, sis, or, hey, friend, or whatever y'all, you know, whoever it is in your life. I noticed that, you know, you only call me because you need something. Or you only call me when you need something. And I don't really like that. So, I am going to put a boundary between this. And I'm, number one, I'm not going to let you borrow no more money. Because that's a boundary, too. Um, and... You know, I, unless you, you know, can call me and talk to me about, hey, how I'm doing or things of that nature and see how I'm, how I'm doing, then we just won't have no conversation. And that will let that person know that, dang, this person really, you know, you know, because a lot of people only get over because we allow them to get over on us. And we have to take, we have to take, uh, accountability for the fact of we allow people to get over on us. And so when we get mad at certain situations, we have to take into account of the fact that we allow ourselves to be put in that situation because we don't just wake up and, and, and just morph into situations. We allow ourselves to be in those situations. Like, and so we have to be willing to take accountability for the fact that, you know, we allow, we enable that's the word I'm looking for. We enable people to feel like they are in control of being. We allow ourselves to be or make people feel like it's okay to do certain things. I know I lost my words there, but we allow ourselves to be in those situations. So um, that is the defining line. And so. The defining line, if I was to sum all this up, is that there are boundaries that need to be set in our lives. And we need to set those boundaries in our lives with our friends, with our families, with our loved ones, with our co-workers, with our significant others. If you're out here dating, you need to set boundaries. If you're out here married, you need to set boundaries with either your friends and your family. Um, if you if you career-driven you need to set boundaries with how you let your career and your personal life affect one another. 
we have to set boundaries. And when you don't set those boundaries, you put yourself in a world of disappointment. You put yourself in a world of sorrow and you put yourself in a world of unnecessary drama that you should not ha otherwise have to deal with. But it's up to you. And I'm speaking to everybody who listen to this. It's up to you. It's up to us. It's up to, you know, we're all accountable for how we allow the boundaries to or to not be set in our lives. And if you're scared to set those boundaries, then you're going to be stuck in the same place that you are now. And that's letting things bother you or letting things hinder you from the things that you need to do in your life. So once again, I Thank you guys for stopping by the podcast. Thank you guys for listening to this episode, this fifth episode. I'm so excited, man. Five episodes in of season one. I'm so grateful that we were able to talk on this fifth episode about something that is very charismatically important, which is setting boundaries. Don't 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 shy away from setting boundaries. Do it. Take some notes from from what I spoke about in terms of my own experience with having boundaries set and overstepping them. And if you're the boundary overstepper, step back into the boundaries. If you're set, if you need to set the boundaries, do set it. Be assertive. Be clear. Be complete. Be concise. And don't let the feelings of resentment, uneasiness, and neglect push you to not set those boundaries. Man, that's all I have for today. Um, I just want to thank all of you guys for listening to Tough Conversations podcast. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for supporting the channel. It means a great deal to me and I love y'all and thank y'all for all y'all's continued support. If you like this episode, please don't forget to like it on YouTube and to share it with a friend. Um, I will see y'all again on another episode of Tough Conversations Podcast. But until then, as always, God bless, peace, love, and happiness to you all and to your families. And we is out of here. Let's go. Mm -hmm.